0: drummers and his knowledge of what a drum head sounds like and watching the drummer hit and knowing you can go deeper or higher, good sense of pitch. Um, but um, Bruce, I don't know, Bruce might've brought a handful, but Danny had so many drums and we, we essentially use two drum kits and Danny's kit is pretty extravagant. It's, um, it's, it's interspersed with seven mandala pads that he triggers live as, a, is a, as is just a it drum. Meant, it's made by this guy named Vince DeFranco, and um, it's one of the fastest triggering pads. He, he worked for Roland back in the day, and I think he helped design like the, the beam. The B-kit? Well, the actual beam on a keyboard and oh, stuff like that. So wow. he's a super genius guy. And, and Danny samples, so that we go back to the studio and sample sounds, like moxophones and things like that, and uh, tablas, and he actually triggers them in battery live. Ooh. So not only does he have a... I wish I had a picture of the drum kit, but he, he's had, on this particular album, he had four toms, a uh, rack tom, a roto tom, and two floors. But the songs were so long when we cut them in sections, if a section we wasn't using a...
1: I found it's a very um, workable, banishing ritual, if you know what I mean. Yes. I would characterize that as being uh, within,
0: within the parameters of the, of the purpose of, yeah. the, of the vocals of that track, yes. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that I would use the word banishing, but I would, again, because banishing is an effort. Yeah, okay, balancing. You're, 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 yes, the balance and a release. Yeah. Uh, uh, as in, like, a prison release, in a way.
1: The thing that I, I noticed in that song, and also, obviously, with uh, Numa, I mean, that means, in a classical sense, like, both breath and spirit, correct? Correct. Okay, so yeah, breathing comes into both those songs. It made me think of like yogic practice and and how those things like in a very simple way, just taking a minute and taking a breath as a means of dealing with. Everything that's going on around us, which is pure chaos, it seems.
0: Yeah, my, my, uh, my friends over at Chateau Tumbleweed always laugh cause they know when I'm frustrated.
1: <laughs> cause they, I have a towel. My, my exhale. Yeah, is my. And they go, ah, he's mad about something.
0: <laughs> From a frustration point of view, you know, an exhale can be that release of, of tension that you're hanging on to and in, in, in internalizing. But it can also be a deep breath and a calm exhale of just
1: moving on and through something. Huh. Hello. I had to make an exhale and a breath. Just like Maynard James Keenan, why are we talking about Tool today? Well, first and foremost, this is the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast where we talk about music, film, and visuals, which is what Tool is good at. Um, I'm going to send this to James because James is going to love this. You know, we all we all like to have anniversaries for things, and um, here we go. The band's third number one bows with 270,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending September 5th in the U.S., according to Nielsen Music. It's a rare example of a big debut not aided by concert ticket or merchandise album bundles. Instead, Tool used a limited edition CD package with an HD screen and a 36-page booklet to entice fans to buy the physical edition. A similar tactic was used when Taylor Swift released... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pull away now Let's go into the further
0: <laughs> like Every time you listen to it It be like, wow, this took 13 we, years We tonight. actually rushed it a
2: bit <laughs> 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 Well, the thing was, that the way we write It's all jams and bits and pieces That get pieced together And sometimes things are written with the intentions of being a song And then all of a sudden the main riff of this song Six months later Turns into the verse or the chorus of another song, and we we don't have anybody in our band that's a composer, so it's like we're all in there doing it together and day by day. I, and I don't suggest this method for any other band. No, either. me neither. Me
1: me. That's uh, Justin Chancellor and Danny Carey talking about fear inoculum. And fear inoculum inoculated was released today three years ago. That's what I'm talking about. Anniversaries. Um those those who know me and have known me for a long fucking time, I love Tool. I have Tool shirts. I mean, I'm not even going to. I have, I have a poster that I'm looking at right now of them that I paid for. H- had to buy the frame. I, I go out for them. <sighs> I have said on record that the final tour, when they do do the final tour, who knows when that will happen, how many years from now, I will shell out money-wise and we will, we will be front and center. Front and center. Maybe even meet the band. Who knows? Some people go on cruises. I go to concerts. I've never been to a cruise. I don't think I ever will go on one. After COVID, come on. Germ city. But if I want to go to Europe, I will most definitely save. And I will fly. And I will drive. And boom. That's the way to do it. Now, as for Tool. My goodness. (laughs) Now, who's counting 13 years in the making? I read an article today. Tool's Danny Carey nearly burned down studio while recording Fear Inoculum. Producer Evil Joe Barisi, that was one of the most insane moments. Um, on the latest episode of Kerrang's new podcast, Inside Track, Tool dig into their making of their latest studio album, Fear Inoculum. This is from 2019. Including the story of how drummer... Danny Carey nearly burned down the studio while tracking. Producer Evil Joe Barisi tells a harrowing tale explaining that on studio days, the crew always liked to set up the room so it's visual. Dan's got like some geometry thing behind him and there's always a PA and candles, he says in the podcast. It's always very vibey. As fans know, Danny Carey has a deep interest in sacred geometry and the occult and sets up his drum kit in a corresponding manner. Barisi continues, I remember the drum tech, uh, Bruce J- Jacoby was in front of the council and I saw the look of panic in his face and I was like, what, what is going on? All of a sudden he just bolts out of the control room through his back door and gets behind Danny Carey's kit where I guess Dan was playing with such power that one of the candles fell over on the floor, Tom, and started burning the floor, Tom, so that the head of the floor, Tom, went on fire. There were sprinkle, sprinklers in the scene, so we were trying to get the fire out before the sprinklers went off and the whole recording would be ruined. That was one of the most insane moments. Actually, Dan almost burned down the studio. You can check out the full episode where you can listen to the podcast. So yeah, today is the third anniversary of Fear Inoculum and, and Tool aficionados and Tool fans. I remember when the announcement first came. I think it was either May or June. August 30th, 2019. <laughs> it is the band's first album in 13 years. Due to creative, personal, and legal issues band members encountered since the release of two, 10,000 Days in 2006. Fear Inoc- two of the songs off of uh, Fear Inoculum were Grammy-nominated. Fear Inoculum for Best Rock Song and Tempest, for the, uh, which won the Grammy for Best Metal Performance. The title track, Fear Inoculum, also holds the Guinness World Record for the longest ever song to chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. That album, oh my goodness. They went all out. The packaging of Tool albums has always been conversation, but the fact that they went all out and you could buy, you know, the album had a screen and it would play, I still have it. And then they put out another one uh, where it was a book. And then they have the vinyl. I have the vinyl. (laughs) Oh, I have the vinyl. Now I sound like Jack Nicholson and uh, uh, Easy Rider. Oh, I've got a helmet. (laughs) I've got a beauty. Oh, my goodness. This album. This album. I'm not even going to bother with the reviews. Because what I've noticed with the reviewers is they're fucked up. They're always fucked up. They're always fucked up. As for the year-end lists, all music, no. Brooklyn Vegan gave it number eight. Consequence, 10. Consequence, um, top 30 hard rock albums of 2019, 5. Contactmusic.com, number 6. Exclaim, number 8. GigWise, number 8. Good Morning America, why? Number 3. The Hindu, 15 rock and roll albums of 2019, number 2. Kerrang the best 50 albums of 2019 it was number two louder sound it was number 19 Loudwire. okay Revolver oh but 25 best albums it was number one hello loud uh, revolver I love you um, Ultimate classic rock it was number six ultimate guitar it was number one huh. Seven songs on the physical release digitally 10 because you know you've got to have your interludes and then the vinyl version which I have there's nine Yeah, this this album. There were I'll be honest, and I've said this before. The first time I heard the title track, I was kind of like, "Okay, this is kind of slow. And it later grew on me. And then I saw them live with my friend. We drove all the way to Fresno, California. And this is before the pandemic. And I'll explain why. And they opened with Fear Inoculum. And that's where I really love the song. I understood it at that moment. I thought, okay. Because sometimes when you see a band perform something live, it has different legs to it, shall we say. So, now the trip to Fresno was interesting. Author and Punisher opened for them. I am now forever a fan of Author and Punisher, as is my friend. Tristan Schoen, who is a genius, and I follow him. And that that next the the crueller, uh, how do you say the last album? Um, he has a new album out, which is really good, and I've listened to it from start to finish multiple times. Let's see crawler now as for tool (laughs) my goodness i wasn't sure if they were going to come to the area near where i'm at and so that's why i said to my friend hey let's drive to fresno okay we had no idea that the pandemic was going to shut everything down so seeing tool in fresno that was the last show that i would see for about a year a year and a half and then in 2021 i went to my first concert post-COVID, which was Cypress Hill (laughs) and Atmosphere. And uh, yeah, but and then uh, so Tool was going to do a second tour. They're going to do a spring tour of 2020. And so I had gotten tickets for that. Then they canceled the tour. So this tour of 2022 was basically finishing what they started. So I got to see them again. Oh, my goodness. To hear those new songs, first of all, the 2020 tour, let's let's go. Now, there, is, there are songs on this list that they don't perform anymore. Now, they may go back to performing them. So they played at the Save Mart Center on January 15th, 2020, which is Adam Jones' birthday. So yes, they they wished Adam a very happy birthday. <laughs> um This this was this was um an intense show. First of all, you were not allowed to film. And I I was kind of pissed. I was like, "Wait a minute. I drove all this fucking way and I can't film." We got to film one final song, let's just say. So this last time around when I saw them again in 2022, I filmed not just for myself, but my friend. One of my friends couldn't go, so I said, "You know what? I'll I'll try my damnedest." And I did, and I did. So on the 2022 tour, or 2020 tour, they opened with Fear and Anima, Eon, Blue Apocalypse, The Patient, Parabola, Parabola. Oh my goodness! The way that. That's when that they have like a curtain, like a see-through curtain. that's when it opens at the end of parabola, just amazing. Fenema or Yuma, was it Yuma? Yeah, Yuma, schism, Jombie, vicarious swamp song forty six and two, chocolate chip trip, invincible ion stink fist. Now, they don't do parabola anymore. they don't do stink fist, they don't do schism. Mm-mm. But this time around, here's what was interesting. They did a lot more songs from the new album. And that really said something right there to me. I was like, okay. Because they believe in this new album. I love the album. I think it is amazing. It's, it's right up there. It's right up there. It's one of their bests. It's in the pantheon of a- Anima and lateralis and 10,000 days I mean I some people don't like it and that's fine, fuck them <laughs> oh jeez here we go, here's the Sacramento set list Ferinoculum, opiate now the opiate that they played is not the video version that we've all seen now they did the video version when I saw them in 2017 Okay, the pot they hadn't played that in a while. Push it, then played that in a while. Yuma, the Grudge, right into Descending. Hooker with a Penis, Chocolate Trip, Trip, Calling Voices, which was a live debut off the new album, Invincible. The the fact that they played a lot more songs from the current album, like Descending, like Calling Voices, rather than end with Stinkfist, ended with Invincible so this album that came out three years ago (laughs) i was so happy i mean i pre-ordered it i was first of all i was like okay wait a minute it's that much but then you know you you live in tool universe and and i have said that i have two versions of the the opiate video i have one that's wrapped up and i have one that i've watched so (laughs) talk amongst yourselves and then there's two versions of the vinyl i will not i already have one that's that's enough that's enough and I listen to it every now and then. <laughs> um, yeah. There's the digital format. And there's the physical. Fear Inoculum. Yuma. Invincible. Descending. Calling Voices. Chocolate Trip Trip. Tempest. The fact that they haven't played Tempest in the US. But they've played it in Europe. I had no tool. Because I saw the videos. Of those who are brave enough to film. Because you're not really allowed to film. They have people, they will repel you. Okay. And I, strangely enough, had a camera hooked up to my watch. But then the light comes on. So what I would do is I would just hide my phone in my pocket and just film it. The band is probably going to hate that I say that. Now they're going to check me. Unless I have like a, a camera inserted into my finger. <laughs> um, produced by Evil Joe Barisi and Tool. Mastering Bob Ludwig. Maynard, James Keenan, vocals, Adam Jones, guitars, Justin Chancellor, bass, Danny Carey, drums, synthesizer. This album was like, eh, unlike any album they'd ever done. It was magical. It was crazy. I'm waiting for the Funko Pops. <laughs> We're not going to get them. We're not going to get them. Um, I could play some of the music for you, but I would get taken down. So I'm going to relax for a bit, we will come back and we will end the show in a very tool way. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Don't forget those tool visuals.
2: For a reason, but, but the end result is we all completely believe in every bar, not just every verse, every chorus, not even every eight, every bar is scrutinized. And that's the result of what you will hear on this record. These songs also, the, the way that we also work with Maynard or whatever, we don't give it to Maynard until we do that. Like this is me and Adam Justin we're talking about now, and then we yeah. send that to Maynard because Maynard, what it takes for him to do what he do, he, he has to commit to this concept and this whole thing. And it's like there's nothing bums him out more than anything. Like well, we if we send it. him this thing and then we change it, it just, it's like throwing the <laughs> ultimate wrench into his work because. Once we give it to him, he, he commits, and that it's that's it. He does not want to change it. And, I, dude, I don't blame him for that because of the commitment that he has to have to do his bet. So that's... To use his words. That's, that's, that's the way right. we figured it out to do. Because, we, man, we went through the whole bet trying to do that on the previous records, like send him something, and then all of a sudden we go, oh, wait, well, we just decided to change this course, dude, and he would... Just it's, lose a, this it's in a different time signature. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you're changing time. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's not like five anyway. So you're pretty. Maynard would be like, "So you're pretty much saying I just did all this work for
1: nothing." <laughs> and so that's uh, welcome back to Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. It's uh, Danny Carey and Justin Chancellor talking about making Fear Inoculum and a lot of people have said, you know, about Tool, and I, I will say this, they are four virtuosos, they really are, because if you think of what Danny Carey does, what Adam Jones does, what Justin Chancellor does, and then what Maynard James Keenan does, and when you listen to it all gel together, as Maynard famously said, I know why the pieces fit, and so for him it's a puzzle piece to put all of these song ideas together, and... um I'm going to give you a, a little special moment because I was talking to my friend James. Loves Tool, has never seen them live. And, th- you know, that's one of the reasons why I filmed the show. I was also being a bad boy, and it's like, they're not going to kick me out. They're not going to kick me out. And I was sending him video footage. I mean, um, yeah. And uh, hopefully... When they do another tour, (laughs) we'll go see them. Um, Okay, this is good. This is Adam Jones recording the slide solo on descending. So I believe that's him with Evil Joe Barisi in the studio and what that took what that took for them to put it all together and you know that's the thing of a of a band there's all these different personalities and they've been doing it for 30 years and so here we are 3 years since <laughs> i might <laughs> the numbers are all connected it was three years ago they put out the album. After 13 years of not putting out an album, I never once was looking at my watch. Okay, when is Tool going to put out another album? It was like, when they put out albums, there, there's a reason, there's a means behind it, a method behind the madness. And so a lot of the other fans, you know, get all antsy. Oh my God, when are they going to put out a fucking album? It's been since 2006. I didn't think that way because I had seen them on tour, and I was like, when they're ready, they'll do it. And so on this day in 2019, they put out Fear Inoculum. Now, strangely enough, a few months later, COVID hit. And if you look at the Fear Inoculum artwork, it looks similar to the COVID. And even people were, like, saying to the band are you guys like prophetic and they're like no we didn't set out to make an album and then by the way it becomes the soundtrack to a global pandemic and so yeah that's that's just some funny tidbits right there um it's a really great album it's probably one of their best and i'd put it up there with lateralis and i'd put it up there with all their albums all of their albums for me are classics i don't look at any of them and think, oh, God, this one isn't so great. They are all tapestries to me, sonic tapestries. And so from all of us at the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast and the Tool fans, and I know a lot of Tool fans, James in particular, my friend Tony, the LNC in particular, oh, Melody. Melody, my fellow Tool aficionado who is in California, one day, she's seen Tool more times than me we'll go see tool together as always unpleasant dreams and uh get inoculated